Tom. Tom who? Tom Reese. Hi, Tom. And what's your name? Max. Max who? Halliday. Max Halliday. Good to see Max. And we got to... Oh, come on. Great. Another connecting child. This is good. Now, what's your name? Rachel. Rachel who? Rose. Rachel Rose. Okay. All right. Now, what I've got... Um, I, I'm wondering whether you want to eat what's in my bag. Do you want to eat what's in my bag? No? <laughs> Rachel, thank you so much. You go back upstairs now. Max, do you want to eat what's in my bag? Okay, Max, you go back to your seat. Right. That's good. <laughs> that, that's delicious. Mm. Oh, that's so nice. I'm really enjoying this. It's so good. You want some? You want some of this? All right. Tell you what, you can have one. And uh, do me a favour, run upstairs and give one to Rachel. And uh, you, can, you can give one to Max as well. There we are. All right. And uh, while he does that, you can head off now, you can eat it. Why don't you uh, open your Bibles to 1 Peter? When you turn to 1 Peter chapter 1, and you'll find this on page 1,218 in the church Bibles. Page 1,218 in the church Bibles. 1 Peter chapter 1. I'm going to read from verse 22 down to 2 verse 3. And I have to say, I, I am loving All Age Sunday School. <laughs> All Age Church is a winner. Really good. Um, You can eat it now if you want. You can have it now if you want. That's fine. Read from chapter 1, verse 22. Now that you've purified yourselves by obeying the truth, so that you have sincere love for your brothers, love one another deeply from the heart. For you've been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and enduring word of God. For all men are like grass, and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers, and the flowers fall, but the word of the Lord stands forever. And this is the word that was preached to you. Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit. 
hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. And here are the two verses I want us to focus on this morning. Like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation, now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. Just keep your Bibles open on that. What is a Christian? Well, there's lots of ways you could describe this. It's helping the moose go down there. But I I want us to focus on the definition you'll find in verse 3 of our reading, chapter 2, verse 3. A Christian is someone who savors the Lord, uh, Jesus Christ, as their Lord and Savior. A Christian is someone who savors Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Do you see that in verse 3? Now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. To become a Christian is something very personal and intimate, a bit like tasting food. Now, Sharon and I, we like to go out occasionally to restaurants for a meal. And uh, it's a little competition that's always going on. Who's going who's gonna to pick the best meal? I don't know whether you play this game. You look down a thing and you're basically trying to win by scoring the best meal on the thing. And you look at it, you chat about it for a long time. You finally make your pick and that moment comes where they, they bring the food out. And, you, and, and, you, and we anxiously look at each other to see who got the best, who got the best meal. And uh, so you, you watch your, 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 your spouse kind of cut a bit off, put it in their mouth. And I don't know whether we ham it up more because we want to prove we got the best, but we kind of, oh. Shona puts them in her mouth goes, oh. Mm. And I say, does it taste good? And she goes, oh, yeah. It tastes really good. Now, have I tasted it? No. I haven't. Now, she, she could describe it in the best sort of words how delicious this meal is, uh, what taste it's like. She could do all of that, and um, I still will not have tasted it. Taste is a very personal thing. It has to go in your mouth. You have to taste it. And when the waiter is not looking, because I don't know, it feels a bit awkward to be doing this, a bit, you know, not what you're supposed to do, but I... I ask her just to cut off a bit of her food, put a lot of sauce on it, and hand me the fork over. And then when I put it in my mouth, and I start chewing on it, and feel the texture, and the the taste buds start exploding in my mouth, then I can determine, oh, that tastes good. Not as good as mine, (laughs) but it's good. That's what taste is. And the truth is, becoming a Christian is a bit like that with regard to taste. Um... A genuine Christian is someone who has tasted that the Lord is good. It's the sort of thing that, you know, you could talk to someone else who's a Christian. What's it like being a Christian? And they could tell you that, but you're still not a Christian because you've met a Christian. It's not enough to hear about it. You actually have to personally appropriate the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. You have to personally taste it and come to that point where you say, yes. The Lord is good. That's what a Christian is. Someone who is tasted that the Lord is good. Now, we stressed earlier in the baby dedication part that, you know, you, we're not making them Christians today. You, you don't become a Christian because a religious person does some religious thing to you. That doesn't make you a Christian. 
You don't become a Christian because your parents or your grandparents are Christians. You don't become a Christian because uh, you attend a church or because you even become a member of that church. That does not make you a Christian. Uh, we, we, we think that these children will have to personally choose to put their trust in Jesus for themselves. They will, for themselves, have to taste and see that the Lord is good. And that's what genuine Christians are. They're people who've tasted that the Lord is good. And that's what Peter says of these Christians in the first century that were scattered throughout the area that's known today as modern-day Turkey, that they had tasted that the Lord is good. And I quoted Psalm 34 at the beginning today, which is probably what Peter's reflecting on. And let me quote it to you again. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. You see, the sort of tasting that we're talking about today is a trusting in Jesus for your eternal salvation. That's the sort of tasting that we're talking about. Now, I read the, the verses in context so we could see what the problem was. And the problem is that all these beautiful children that we've seen today are all born of perishable seed. Look back at chapter 1, verse 23. It talks about being born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable. See, our problem is that we are born of perishable seeds. You know, our lives are so limited. They're so short. I mean, we look at these lovely little children today, and in a blink, they'll be graduating from college or leaving school. The next blink, they'll be handing you their grandchildren. And maybe you'll be at a dedication service similar to this. The next blink and it'll be your funeral. It'll be over so quick. Now there are real glories that come from, from being a human being. There are real glories we can achieve in this life. But the problem is that they're so fleeting. That's what verse 24 says. Do you see that? All men are like grass. And all their glory is like the flowers of the fields. You can make some really impressive things happen in your life. And you can, there are moments of glory in life. But the problem is that they're so short. They're so fleeting. They're, they're the beauty of the flowers of field in a summer's day. Come back in a month and they'll all be dead. They'll all be gone. They'll all be wilted. It's all be over. And that's why we need new life. We need to be born of imperishable seeds. And we need to be, as Peter says in this letter, born again. And he describes the salvation over and over again in this letter about being born again. He says, you've been born again into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And actually, that's what we long that these little ones would come to know. They'd come to see what Jesus has done for them in his life, in his death, in his resurrection from the dead. And by putting their trust in Jesus, they too can be born again of imperishable seed and receive eternal life. That's the, the great message of hope in the Christian gospel that we want to teach our children, that we want everyone to know. And so Peter is saying to these Christians, well, you know, you heard the good news preached to you, he says at the end of verse 25, and this was the word that was preached to you. They believed it. And they were trusting in Jesus for their salvation. They had run to Jesus for refuge. They had personally tasted that the Lord was good. They knew some of the wonderful blessings of being a Christian, how it changed and transformed their lives. They knew the Lord was good. And so Peter says to people who have experienced that as young Christians, well, that's great. So now I want you to grow up in your salvation. Look at verse 2. Like newborn babies crave 
pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. How are you to grow up? You're to crave pure spiritual milk. Now for newborn babies, how do they view milk? Is it a nice optional extra? No, children, little babies, milk is their life. It's their survival. They've got to have their mother's milk. If you as a bloke are holding a little newborn baby, uh, they're calm and they're, they're so relaxed for a while and they start fidgeting. And they start nutting your, your chest and there's nothing there for them. There's nothing there for them. There's only one thing they want. They want their mother's milk. And they will, they will let you know. That's the wonderful mechanism that God's given babies. He's given them such a wonderful cry that drives their parents crazy. Can we shut this baby up? Yes, get it some milk, change the nappy, do whatever you can, just get it quiet. And, and, and Peter says to these Christians, um, you are to long for pure spiritual milk in the way that a newborn baby craves its milk. Just can't get enough of it, wants it. Because that's the way you're going to grow up in your salvation. So what is this pure spiritual milk? Well, some people would say, uh, it's the Bible. You know, we saw earlier that actually uh, verse uh, 23, that you've been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through what? The living and enduring word of God. That God's word is actually what God uses to make us born again. And that's why we, we want our children... To to read the Bible. We want to teach them how to read the Bible. We want to teach them at Sunday school. That's why we look at God's word every Sunday as we gather as a church. And some would say, well, that pure spiritual milk is the Bible. And of course, it is the Bible, but it's wider than that, I believe. It's wider than that. I think the pure spiritual milk that we should crave is all the things that will help us savor that the Lord Jesus Christ is good. All the things that will nurture our relationship with God as we trust the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, we don't love the Bible just because we love facts and knowledge. We love God's word because we come to know and experience the God who inspired that word and gave it to us. We love the Bible because we love the God who gave it to us. And as we come to church and as we gather uh, with God's family to sing God's praises, it's a joy and a delight, isn't it? As we hear his word, it quickens us inside of us. We feel its life-giving work in us by the Holy Spirit as we learn more of him and learn more of what it is to please him. And as we uh, gather together and fellowship with God's family that encourage us to keep pressing on, these are all different ways that we savor Jesus Christ. Do you know what it means to savor Savor is, um, is just that um, enjoying and delighting in something to the max. A bit like me hamming it up when I'm eating my food to prove I've got the best dish. Mmm. Oh, that's so good. Mmm. Tiny smaller pieces can enjoy every bit, you know. I want to enjoy it to the full. And that is what a Christian is. Someone who savors Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Someone who savors knowing God and trusting his promises. And so, this is what Peter is saying to them. Now look, you've begun to taste that he's good. That's good. Now you grow up in your salvation. You keep wanting more. Keep craving what will feed uh, this growing delight, this savoring of Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. 
that's what verse 2 and 3 are saying to us. Now the reason I say this today is primarily to the, the parents of the children who brought their children's day to be dedicated. Um, you know, what can you do? Well, start reading them some children's Bibles. Start getting to the, the stories. Um, you know, bring them along to Sunday school. Uh, make it part of your family devotions together, God's words. But um, what I want to say to you is that the greatest thing that will commend uh, the Christian faith to your children will be the hundreds of different ways where they notice you savoring Jesus Christ. Where they notice you delighting in knowing God and trusting God's promises. And that's kind of like the whole of life. You know, if we go through life and going to church is just like a drag, uh, you know, uh, they, they see us basically enjoying everything else but the Bible and God's people, and we kind of wrinkle our noses on it. Uh, are they going to want that? They're not going to want that. But actually, as they see us delighting in God, as they see us uh, enjoying Christ, as we depend upon his promises, uh, as they see us so trusting him in the storms of life when it's difficult and it's hard, and they see us committing the problems to the Lord in prayer, relying on his promises, when they see our joy at being able to come and gather with God's people, uh, with God's family, when they see us kind of excited to break the bread and drink the cup and remember his death, when they see us kind of um, singing his praises in the car as we sing these Colin Buchanan songs as we drive along, uh, as they see us delighting in the amazing grace of God, it's a bit like me. Mm. Oh, that's good. And when they see it's that good, it will be no surprise, will it, when our children say to us, Hey, Mom, Dad, can I have some of that? Please, give me some of that. Can I come with you? Can I go with you? Can I? It'll be no surprise, will it? If our kids, when they see us, say, I want to taste for myself that the Lord's is good. Well, let's close by singing a song that delights in the goodness of God. Amazing grace. My chains are gone.